RadioInfluence.com. This is Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. A look inside the biggest and most controversial news stories you need to know now. One of the country's most relied upon law enforcement analysts, Vincent Hill. We're looking for the fucking paperwork, I understand bro. that. Don't move, all right? Oh, my God. I understand that. Don't move. Why are you still pointing the gun right at me, bro? Do not move right now, bud. Why are you still pointing the gun at me, though? Do not move right now. Record this shit. Why are you still pointing the gun at me, bro? My hands are right here. I understand that. No, you don't understand. Cause you still got the fucking gun pointing at me, bro. Relax. No, I'm not going to relax. Get the fucking gun off me. Hey, good evening and welcome to Beyond the Badge, of course. I'm your host, Vincent Hill. And I want to jump right into it tonight because what you just heard was a video that has gone viral. It happened out in Campbell, California, which is just outside of San Jose, uh, California. And it started on a traffic stop. This car passed this motorcycle cop speeding at about 85 miles an hour. The cop, of course, pulled this car over uh, and asked for the license, the paperwork. And as the officer was coming back from writing the tickets, the passenger was reaching under the seat. So from there, it escalates to the officer drawing his weapon. And he had the passenger and the driver at gunpoint for about nine minutes while uh, he was waiting for backup. Now, again, this has gone viral. People are, you know, of course, in an outrage again. Uh, you know, here's a white officer and a Hispanic guy, a guy of color, and no one seems to understand why the officer held him at gunpoint for nine minutes. Well, if you've done that job like me, I understand why he held him at gunpoint for nine minutes, because he was reaching out under the seat, making furtive movements. And let's be honest, we're in a day and age where people shoot police. It's happened. It's happening. And it will continue to happen. People shoot police. So uh, this past Friday, I was actually in Orlando. I had taken my kids to Universal Studios. And before we left, I had on, and I, I think it was just on the TV, but HLN was on. And I'm not a watcher of HLN, although I've appeared on that network. Uh, and the Michaela Pereira show was on. And they were actually talking about this video and they were dissecting it piece by piece and you know, everyone was talking about how they're glad it ended peacefully and they don't understand why the officer did what he did. And, you know, just the whole narrative by mainstream media of those people who have never worn a uniform, never learned about what wearing a uniform means or the dangers of policing. So they did this whole segment about it. And actually, today I tweeted out to Michaela Pereira. Another video, which is similar to this that I'll talk about here in a second, where two police officers out in Las Vegas were actually shot. Luckily, they weren't killed, but the driver of the vehicle was killed by police. And guess what? It started out the exact same way. Hey, man, why are you doing this? I'm just reaching for the paperwork like you claimed, like you asked for. Uh, what are you doing? Why do you want me to step out of the vehicle you know, all the things that this guy was saying in this video, who obviously didn't have a gun because at the end of the day, he's written a ticket. He apologized to the officer, vice versa. But all of the things that he was saying were the same things that this individual 
in Las Vegas was saying to those two officers that he shot. He shot two officers. One man shot two officers in a split second. You know, remember that thing I talk about, the split second where officers' actions can either take a life, have their life taken, or not take a life. In a split second, an individual in Las Vegas, Nevada, did the exact same thing. He shot these two police officers, and it started out, as Michaela said it, a routine traffic stop. That's what she said about this video where this guy uh, was held at gunpoint for nine minutes. Now, let me dissect this entire viral video. and It's had over two, three million views. I don't know how many views it had. It's kind of ridiculous if you ask me. Um, again, it was a traffic stop. At some point, the officer saw the passenger moving around under the seat. Now, by his own admission, the passenger said, oh, I was just looking for paperwork like you asked. So he's not disputing that he was reaching under the seat or on the floorboard. So the officer called for backup as he should. There were several people in the car. He was out numbered. He didn't know if there was a gun in the car or guns in the car. So it took backup about nine, nine and a half minutes to get there. Now, let's think logically here, since everyone's so stuck on this whole nine minute thing. Let's think logically. You're in Campbell, California, which is just right outside of San Jose, California, which is off the 101. Now, if you've lived in California, Northern California, like I have, and you know at certain times of the day that the 101 is very, very busy, even if backup is running code three, they can't get there in time. They can't get there in two minutes. We're not talking Mayberry, where Barney could get to Andy in 30 seconds or less. We're talking the San Jose, California area in broad daylight. And not only that, let's recap. The car sped past the motorcycle cop at 85 miles an hour. The car had more than one individual in it. The passenger reached under the seat. I, as an officer, more than likely would have came to the same conclusion that if you're reaching under the seat as I'm approaching the car again, because I've already gotten the information, I went back, I've written the tickets, and now I see you reaching under the seat, me as an officer, I think I can reasonably articulate that I believed you were going for a weapon, whether it's a gun, a knife, or whatever. And I think in in one part of the video, you can hear the officer say there's a, a screwdriver or something uh, on the floorboard. And then you hear, of course, the passenger and, his, and the people in the car like, really, man, a screwdriver, a screwdriver? Yeah, really, a screwdriver, because let's be honest. A screwdriver can be a deadly weapon. A screwdriver, if you stab someone who's standing next to you and you stab them in the right, right place, yeah, you can probably kill them. But the officer still didn't know that the screwdriver was the only thing on the floorboard. 
The only thing that officer knew was, hey, this guy is making furtive movements, reaching under the seat. He could be armed and to protect myself. And here's what people are not taking into consideration while they're viewing this video and calling police pigs and bitches and everything else. Not only was the officer protecting himself by calling for backup, guess what he did? He actually remained calm, didn't overreact, therefore saving the passenger's life. But nobody's thinking about that. Everyone's just up in an, in an, in an uproar because he had him at gunpoint for nine minutes. But watch the video for yourself. All you have to do is Google a cop stopped a car for speeding. And trust me, it's the number one thing that pops up. Watch the video for yourself. Watch how calm the officer remained. Watch how he tried to de-escalate the situation several times. And it was the passenger who kept escalating the situation. But yet and still, even though the officer had a reasonable belief that there was a weapon in the car, he did not pull the trigger. He did not shoot the passenger. Huh. Nobody's thinking about that because they're too busy in an uproar that this officer had a gun pointed at him for nine minutes. Those same people that are in an uproar have never, ever, 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 I assure you, worn a uniform. And I'm not talking about mall security uniform. They have never worn a police uniform and they have never stopped a car. And let me tell you, just because it's broad daylight doesn't mean someone won't shoot at the police. And just because it's broad daylight doesn't mean they won't shoot at police from inside the vehicle. Oh, you don't believe me? Because that's what happened to those two officers in Las Vegas. I want you to listen to this audio. It's going to be a little long, maybe about a minute or so. And then I'm going to dissect it and compare it to the other case that everyone is in an uproar about. I don't like doing it over here. You've been, you've been uh, fiddling around everywhere. You don't know where your ID's at and stuff like that. So I want to do that. Don't be fiddling around. I know where it's at. Well, I'm telling you, don't be looking around. Dude. Just get out of the car. Stop. Just get out of the car. Come on, dude. Like, really? I'm not doing anything wrong. Okay. Why? We never said anything. You were doing anything wrong. We wanted to do stuff out here. We wanted. Why? Why? Like, why? 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 I got, I got stuff everywhere. I got stuff everywhere. Come on. The door's all broken. Look. Okay. Hey, just open the door. Well, come out. Three, two, one, two. Can we get in that unit? Subject to freezing. Shots fired. Have been hit. Shots fired. Have been hit. Well, in case you didn't understand the last few seconds of that audio, which is captured on two body cams and someone's cell phone video, those were gunshots. And in case you didn't catch what the officer said, he said, I'm hit, meaning I've been shot. 
Now, let's go back to the very beginning of that audio. And again, you could actually watch this video for yourself. It's on YouTube. Body cam of two Las Vegas officers shot in gunfight. It will actually also be on my Twitter account. So you can watch it for yourself, as well as the other video where the individual was at gunpoint for nine minutes. Now, at the start of that audio where these two officers were shot, it's the same thing that everyone is in an uproar about. And everyone is making this video go viral where you can hear him say, would you guys ask me for my ID? It's right here. It's right here. I'm just looking for it. I'm just looking for it. Why, bro? Why do I need to get out of the car, bro? Sound familiar? Sounds really familiar to me because that's what the guy in San Jose was saying. And just because his hands were visible to the officer at that moment, so were the hands of this individual who shot two Las Vegas police officers. And guess what? Here's the kicker. He wasn't even at gunpoint. And that call was very suspicious because they'd gotten a call on him because he's sleeping in his truck in the area. There had been recent break-ins. You can see the officer trying to coach him out of the vehicle. He had his left hand. The officer uh, was in control of the driver's left hand, but he kept pulling it away. So all the signs were there. You even hear the officer say, do you want to get tased if you watch the entire video? So he was trying to go up the use of force continuum, and use less than lethal tactics. But remember, once deadly force is presented, the officer doesn't have to say, well, I'm still going to try to tase him because he pulled out a gun. I'm going to try to tase him. No, 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 no. Once the suspect elevated to deadly force, those officers elevated to deadly force. But it's the same thing. And that video is about six and a half minutes not nine minutes. So let's say, for argument's sake, that these officers did have this individual at gunpoint. Chances are, he probably would have smartened up and not made that quick split-second move and shot those two officers because they would have saw him going for his gun and they would have shot and killed him. Well, at the end of the day, he was shot and killed, but had he been at gunpoint and had the officers coached him out of the car, whether it be at gunpoint or not at gunpoint. Guess what? He wouldn't have had a chance to shoot those officers. So to recap, just because you're on a traffic stop and just because it's in the middle of the day and just because someone is acting like you're being an inconvenience to them and just because they're being argumentative doesn't mean that they're not trying to hurt an officer. Just because they're being a butthole doesn't necessarily mean that they're not being a butthole to hide a bigger issue. Don't you think the guy in Las Vegas was acting like that to try to get the officers to leave him alone? Don't you think there was a reason he was refusing to get out of the car? Don't you think there was a reason he kept digging around in his truck pretending that he was looking for his ID and his registration? Let's be really logical and realistic here. I've seen countless people searching around in their cars for their license and their registration. 
And as an officer, it tells me one of two things. A, you're looking for a gun, as this guy in Las Vegas clearly was doing. It was inside the door panel, and he kept trying to reach for it. And you can see his left hand that he kept pulling away, that he kept reaching in the door panel. He was just looking for the right moment. Or two, they don't have their license and registration on them because it's suspended or something like that, and they're trying to hide the fact. But the simple fact is, when people do that, to police, that tells us that there's something going on in this car that I need to know about. Had that stop gone any different, as in he handed over his ID and his registration, and he didn't have any warrants, and he wasn't suspended, guess what those officers would have done? Hey, sir, you can't sleep here. We need you to move on. And that would have been the end of it. But because he was acting suspicious, and because he kept moving around and refusing commands. It heightened the officer's awareness. It made the officer say, hey, do you want to get tased? And it was probably that heightened awareness that actually saved those officers' lives and allowed them to eliminate the threat, the individual that was shooting at them. Because even under all that pressure, even during that entire escalation of that traffic stop or whatever it was, the investigation, even during all that, the officers remained fairly calm and were able to return fire and eliminate the target because they are professionals. And do you think they would have been worried if this viral went, this video went viral because they had the guy at gunpoint? No, because this individual shot two police officers. And guess what? Do you think California Highway Patrol would have worried if the cop that had those two individuals at gunpoint for nine minutes ended up having to take a life because the passenger pulled out a gun? No. In fact, I applaud his department for standing up for him based on his actions. They said he did nothing wrong. The officer's captain actually watched the body cam footage and it was pretty clear to him that based on what he saw, that the conclusion to pull his firearm and wait for backup was warranted given the situation of what the officer believed. So it's not like the officer's department is trying to hang him out to dry to appease the community and to appease the two million people who have watched this video and the one million people that say the officer should be fired, the officer did not do anything wrong. The officer didn't do anything illegal. The officer did what he thought he needed to do because he perceived a threat. And for anyone that thinks reaching under the seat is not a threat, I refer you back to Las Vegas. And I refer you to watch that video because everything this person in California did, this passenger in California did, the same thing the guy in Las Vegas did. And guess what? He was able to shoot two police officers within seconds. Hmm. So nine minutes of being at gunpoint and you're alive because the officer perceived the threat which you should have realized, or 
the officer not putting him at gunpoint and there being a gun in the car, and the officer's dead. Hmm. You do the math. You do the survey. Which one would you rather have? Now, the officer that was shot in Las Vegas, although he is wearing his bulletproof vest, the bullet entered the lower side of the officer's chest, so it probably penetrated right where the vest doesn't cover the entire chest and exited his lower back. So that sounds like it hurt. The officer's in a trauma unit right now, but he's expected to make a full recovery. I do want to make one correction. The suspect actually died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. I guess he didn't want to face judge, jury, and executioner for attempting to kill two police officers based on a stolen cell phone because that was the nature of the call. The cell phone was stolen. The victim was able to track it. It tracked right to his pickup truck. And then a few minutes later, six or seven minutes later, he's dead because he realized his actions of shooting two police officers was likely going to end him up in prison for the rest of his life. And if one of the officers would have died, especially the one that got shot in the chest and it exited through his back, he could possibly face the death penalty. So I'm sure it wasn't the cell phone, the stolen cell phone that made this individual take his life. And I won't even mention his name because I'm not going to give him the satisfaction of having his name called on this show. But for anybody, whether it's mainstream media, mainstream media reporters, anybody who is questioning the actions of that officer in Campbell, California, because he had someone at gunpoint for nine minutes. Go talk to the family of the officer who was shot in Las Vegas. Better yet, no, 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 no. Scratch that. Go talk to the officer in Las Vegas who was shot through the chest and it exited his back. Go talk to him and ask him, would he hold this individual at gunpoint for nine minutes? I guarantee you his answer would be 100%. Absolutely, he would have. And remember, they didn't even have this guy at gunpoint. He tried to control his arm. He tried to get him out of the car a few times, but he wasn't at gunpoint. And look what happened. So go ask that officer. That got shot. Hey, would you have held this individual at gunpoint if you could have done anything different? I guarantee his answer is going to be, you bet your ass I would have. Because here's one thing to remember, something else no one's taken into account of this thing in California. When police pull over a car, yeah, granted, we run tags and we do all that good stuff. And we kind of got an idea of who the car belongs to and who should be driving it. Yada, 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 yada. You don't know who's in that car. The car had the driver, the passenger who was upset that the gun was pointed at him, and someone else who was videotaping this. So at least three individuals in the car. You don't know who they are. You may know the driver of the car because they've presented their license and their registration, but you don't know those individuals in that car, nor their intentions. Guess what? In a similar situation, 
yours truly caught a wanted murder suspect on what the mainstream media would have called a routine traffic stop. And guess what? When he was doing the furtive movements, looking for the license and the registration, the passenger, when he opened the glove box and I saw a box of bullets, guess what? Usually where there's bullets, there's guns. So guess what I did? I extracted him out of the passenger side window, immediately placed him in handcuffs, and guess what was in the small of his back? A 9mm gun. Hmm. You think for one second, had I started asking questions about who he is, what he's doing, knowing he was wanted for murder, you don't think for one second he wouldn't have tried to pull that trigger? You don't think for one second he would have tried to kill me to make sure he can continue to evade law enforcement? You bet your butt he would have. But that split second that I decided to extract him through the passenger side window saved my life. So for anyone that believes that just because someone's in a car and they seem normal and they're just giving you a little bit of attitude that the threat is not there, you're sadly, sadly mistaken. And on that note, it is definitely fitting uh, that I honor tonight's 10-7 segment officer, police officer, Gary Michael, Clinton Police Department, Clinton Police, Missouri. End of watch, Sunday, August 6, 2017. Police officer Gary Michael was shot and killed during a traffic stop in the area of East Green Street and North 2nd Street at approximately 10.45 p.m. Officer Michael stopped the vehicle for suspected registration violation. The driver exited the vehicle and opened fire. Despite being mortally wounded, Officer Michael was able to return fire. It is not known if the subject was shot. The man fled the scene in the vehicle, then crashed two blocks away. The subject then fled on foot and remains at large. Officer Michael had served with the Clinton Police Department for less than one year. Godspeed to you, my friend. Thank you for your service, albeit quick. Thank you for taking the commitment, the oath to protect and serve. And again, to all those naysayers who are watching a video of someone being held at gunpoint for officer safety, quite frankly, you can kiss my rear end if you don't think that the threat is real out there. Thank you for listening. I will see you next time, same time, same place, right here, RadioInfluence.com. Good night. To continue the conversation, get updates on the show, and to find out when you can see him on television, follow Vincent on Twitter, at Vincent Hill TV. That's at Vincent Hill TV. This has been Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. Chris Landry inviting you to join me for Landry Football Podcast every Tuesday and Thursday. We'll give you the coaching and scouting angle to the college and NFL game. Film breakdowns, scouting reports, X's and O's, the latest inside scoop, coaching search information. We've got it all for you. I'll take my experiences as a coach and a scout and bring it to you, the fan, 
to give you access to the best football information on the college and pro level. Join us at LandryFootball.com, and remember the Landry Football Podcast right here, as well as Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com. 